Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media, and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels: the Hand Network. Check it round table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar dot com. That's o n n a c a r r dot com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses r o s e s out of the snow o u t o f s n o w at gmail dot com, and you can support us also on Venmo. The the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are one one four three. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing the new Taiwanese legal drama series called About You. This series had gotten a lot of like utterly fantastical reviews online through Vicky Rukatan and some other platforms. Everyone saying, you know, this story is just really, really nice. And I was like, you know, life has been a bit chaotic with the move, but last Saturday I took the day off, peeps. I didn't do any work. I was like. I haven't done that in a long time. I didn't move any boxes either. It was like, what a day! But anyway, I decided to sit down and watch about youth. And this drama, I just have to give a shout out to Taiwanese dramas in general. But this drama, I really, really wish he wanted it. Okay, it was absolutely awesome. Now it was a high school drama, which I'm not really into high school dramas. Personally, most of the time. However, this one I really liked for like at least three reasons. The first reason is the music. The music is awesome, peeps. If you have not heard the music, you should definitely just stop this podcast and go check out the music. I will drop the links in the description, and I'm doing that after this because it is too good to wait till I get all the descriptions updated, which I have such high hopes, but that hasn't happened yet. So anyway. We have slow motion. We also have another song, which is called "Take It Away." There's music videos for both. I believe they're by a band called Four Number Four Numeral, and then H I M for him. Also, I'm not quite sure, but there might be a connection with the Taiwanese pop musician called Ray, which I ran across his music last year, and it is absolutely amazing. He did a book promotion for the woman who wrote History Four that was made into the drama series. She also wrote a book called Miracle, which is available in Taiwan. It's a real novel. They do not have an English translation, which is one of the reasons I want to learn Mandarin because I'm not into real novels. But if she wrote it, I'm guessing it's really good. And they did this amazing book book promo with、um, Ray's music. 
Now there are two book promos. One is kid friendlier, one is not so kid friendly. But my point is, is Ray is a fantastic musician. If you haven't checked out his work, you definitely should. It's just amazing. And his his song was called Us that he did that was not part of his. He did a book promo for Miracle, which is one song. And then he also did another song called Us. If you put on YouTube Ray Us, it's going to pop up. But whenever I'm Googling about youth, it pulls up Ray with a bunch of Chinese characters. So I'm guessing he had something to do with this show, but I'm not sure what exactly. I don't know if he wrote the songs and the band performed it, but anyway, this is the story of basically four kids in high school or just graduated from high school. We have the first kid, his name is Yi Guang, and Li Guang is like the popular kid. He's, I don't know why in dramas, but he's he's very tall, and apparently this is a very highly attractive thing in Taiwan. But anyway, he's very tall. He's very polite to people. He's like the favorite kid in class. He always does very well in his studies. But what people don't know is that his parents run basically an educational program, and they want him to be their poster child. So they really just shove him full of education but they don't shove him full of care and it's it's just breaking him down he also has one friend i do not remember the friend's name it is played by um zhu shuiting but his friend is i believe gender fluid i'm not certain but anyway i think so so anyway his friend is gender fluid and his friend basically is kind of the one who quietly stands by his side and looks out for him. But Guang is the top of his class. He's getting ready to run for um, school president in high school, and he will get a free scholarship for being president, not because he needs the scholarship because his parents are very well off, but simply because he is going to do that so his father can say, my son is school president. Wow, look at me. I'm like, this has nothing to do with you. And if it does, you're not being a good parent. But anyway, I digress. I will pull my dead mom self out of this. But anyway, my point is, is Wong has a lot of trouble. It opens up with the, the, the first opening scene is basically it's his birthday. There is a bunch of people with big placards and this girl dancing saying, I wish she won you. And what's funny is I'm going, you know, the one thing I like about Taiwanese dramas is number one, I do not like how sometimes they are over the top because it's like I've been talking to some of my Asian friends and they're like, we would never stand there with placards and sing and dance for the most popular kids school. It's like, this would not happen. It's like in the J dramas when the girls sit there and go, I like you, will you date me? And and my friends from Japan who are girls are like, basically, they would never say this because they're much, they're not from the Midwest. But it's basically like, hell would freeze over before we go to a boy that we liked in high school and say I want to date you would you date me because that just would not happen so they said you know we don't get that in J-dramas even though we're from Japan in the same way I have some friends in Taiwan it's like I cannot imagine any of them standing there with placards even on their most beloved friend's birthday going I wish she won you I'm going I just don't see that happening but anyway there's this very overinflated scene with this girl dancing, trying to attract the attention of Guang, who is kind of like, I don't mean it weird, but Guang is his, as his best friend says, you know, Guang is 
really smart, very nice. But when it comes to romance and people hitting on him, he's kind of 1%, as you find out later on in the series. But anyway, Juan is standing there going, uh, thank you for the gifts. Thank you for the nice musical number. Not sure where to go with that one. But in the middle of all that, there was another student, and his name is Zhu Kuizhang. And Zhu Kuizhang is standing there, not because he wanted to be there, but he literally got handed a placard and said, can you stand here? And he's sitting there going, or standing there going, I'm not sure what's going on, because he literally just walked up and this girl just handed him this placard. And he's going, what am I doing here? And he's standing there behind this little sign with his big rim John Lennon glasses going, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be here for. I didn't sign up for this. I just got handed a placard. And at the end of that very strange musical number, Guang is standing there with his best friend and Xing, I think his name is, I'm so bad at Mandarin names, Zhu Kui is standing there with a the placard because he's like, how do I make an exit from this very strange situation? And he dropped the placard and Guang picks it up and it says, I like you. And he says, I, I think he dropped this. Like, I'm not sure where to go with this because Guang is just sitting there going, I don't know why they're singing and dancing on my birthday. This is weird. And Zhu Kui, it just grabs it and is kind of like, hmm. But what you find out as the story progresses is Zhu Kui actually likes Guang because a year before, Guang had been trying to get into a school to impress his father, and he had failed to get into that school. And he's standing there in the rain, very depressed. And as he's standing there in the rain, he sees this, this figure just sitting there with his knees bunched up to his chest in a black drenched t-shirt, just kind of cowering. And as Guang sees this person, he's narrating, and he says, you know, I thought that was the worst day of my life. But as I'm looking at this other person in the middle of the rain with drenched clothes, I realize that someone always has it worse and maybe I should think about that. And so he hands the umbrella to this figure who happens to be Zhu Kui, who a year later, he has no idea this is Zhu Kui. He just knows it's some kid holding I wish you wanted and he's going, I don't know what's up with this. So Zhu Kui has been leaving tea at Guang's desk for about a year. Guang doesn't know who it is. He just knows that he writes these little notes that says, here's your tea. Basically kind of like pep talk, not like romantic notes at all, just like basically, you know, kind of keep it up positive vibe notes. I'm sure there's a better word, but I can't think of it right now because I haven't had enough chocolate. So anyway, but Guang goes to his classes. Um, when he gets home, his parents literally basically say, happy birthday, here's our gift, we're gone for a week, because they basically leave him by himself for extended periods of time, which I don't know why, because both in Taiwanese and in J-drama, it's kind of common in those shows for parents to leave like a 16 to 18-year-old kid just by themselves even move to another town permanently and leave them to finish high school. And I don't know if it's a cultural thing because I'm going, I have known a few people who had that happen when they were in high school, but it's it's kind of where, where I come from. I'm like, I wouldn't want to leave my 16 year old. They're too much fun. I mean, we could sit there and have scintillating discussions and eat popcorn and watch sci-fi movies with big space guns. I mean, why would I miss those years? 
seriously. So anyway, I'm sorry, play myself back from the Dinmal moment again. But my point is, is Guang is pretty much left by himself. On his birthday, he's sitting there making a little video with all the classmates giving him like thumbs up saying, I'm here celebrating with my family with my cake and nice dinner. But what you don't know is he's doing it because he doesn't want his parents to look bad, but he's celebrating alone. So he ends up going with his bike to the convenience store. His bike gets stolen. He steps in dog poo. It's just a really bad birthday night. And as he's leaving the convenience store, he spins around and is about to fall and he lands bumping into Zhu Kui. And Zhu Kui sees that he is upset and his bike is gone and he takes him back home to his mom's noodle shop and gets him a nice bowl of soup noodles and kind of makes sure that he has a towel for his head because he's gotten stuck in the rain. And he's like, here's some nice noodles. Here's Here's, here's how do you need some new clothes? And Guan's never had that before because you find out later that Guan's parents have never even told them they care about him. Just do good at school and make us proud so you don't embarrass us. What a nice thing to be remembered for. But anyway, so Zhu Kui basically takes him into the noodle shop to get him food and get him cleaned up. And then he takes him back home. When he takes him back home, Zhu Kui is one year older than Guang, and he's 18 and can drive a scooter. So he's taking him on the scooter, and he's he's really nervous. And Guang says, why, why are you nervous? And he says, well, I've only driven my mom to the noodle shop. Basically, I've only driven my mom, so I'm not used to having other passengers on here, but I will be very careful. <laughs> and Zhu Kui is driving very studiously with Guang to get him home, and he ends up by accident braking too fast and bumping both of them off the scooter, and his glasses go out whopper jaw. Well, when Zhu Kui's glasses go out whopper jaw, Guang just starts laughing, and he's like, you're so funny. Well, Yuki doesn't know what to do with this, but they get him home. And then as the story progresses through the series, Guang begins to spend more time with Yuki as his familial life begins to disintegrate even more than it did. Because Guang's dad is mad that he isn't doing like 100% in his class. He's mad because he decided to go have dinner with Jiqui um, instead of going to a tutoring session because he was hungry and Jiqui asked him out and he thought he could not like not a date out at this point just like going out to eat lunch or dinner I guess in this case but um, Guang's folks are mad because Jiqui and him went to go have dinner instead of him going to his class and he'd never done that before he never skipped a tutoring session oh my goodness he's he's rebelling so they literally put a tracking device on their kids phone I'm going number one in the stage. Usually folks have tracking devices on their kids' room, but we don't put them on there because we're thinking the kid's in trouble, but because if there's an emergency, you could find them. And I'm going, you put the tracking device on your kid's room because he was eating noodles with a friend? I mean, on the scale of rebellion, maybe it's just me, but Taiwanese dramas don't really have a lot of that going on. I'm like, the child is rebelling. He didn't make his 112th tutoring session for piano, and he went to eat noodles with a friend at that friend's mom's noodle shop. Oh, we're dealing with such a teen rebel. Anyway, so Guang's parents are mad at him. Guang just feels like he's being suffocated, which 
I don't mean remember what I totally get Guan in this. I mean, I'm not saying that he's doing a great job because he really should communicate better, but he lives in a house where nobody communicates well. So I'm going, how on earth could he have learned how to communicate well when no one has shown him how to communicate well? Now, I think one of the things that is interesting about Guan and Zhukui's relationship is Zhukui's parents were a completely different type of parent where like Zhukui and his mom are really good friends. Now, I know people say you should not be friends with your children, but I'm like, if you can't be friends with your children, maybe you need to reevaluate things. I'm not saying it's not always. Sometimes you have to sit there and go, this is stupid. And this is why this is stupid. And when you are 20 to 30 years older, you too will see this. But since you can, and since you live in this house with me, I'm the one who's going to tell you it's stupid. But my point is... <laughs> Zhukri and his mom have a really good relationship where like she will come into his bedroom and say, Zhukri, tell me about your day. And he will tell her about his day. And then she will sit there and go, and how are things with your friend? And there's no like barriers between him and his mom. Now, there are times when he wants to, you can tell Zhukri is trying to protect his mom from being worried about him. But that is not because Zhukri is trying to be secretive, but because he's saying they're going, my mom's lost my dad. My mom's trying to run the noodle shop. My mom's dealing with her drunk brother who comes and asks us for money and beat me up last year, which is how we met Wong in the first place. So he's basically trying to be a really good kid. I think that's the, the thing that from the reviews and also from watching this series, the, the two main characters are really, really good people in general. I mean, there's really, I mean, even it's like you can't say one bad thing about either of the characters. Because even like when Guang lacks communication and when he does something kind of not nice to Zhu Kui at one point, you don't sit there and go, oh, this character is doing something nasty. You sit there and go, this character has no idea how to relate to another person like in the situation and he's doing the best he can and this other character knows that and is not being mad or upset because this character is having interpersonal skill problems but i think that's the that's the main thing is like Zhu Kui, his mom and him get along really good. His mom is very funny, but she's still sitting there going like there's one point when Guang comes because he told Zhu Kui one night when he came because his parents had put a tracking device on his phone and he's literally at the end of his rope going, all I did was for once in my life, I went out to eat dinner and I was late to my piano lesson because I had dinner with Zhu Kui and I then went to my piano lesson and Maybe it was a math lesson. I can't remember. I think it was math. Anyway, and he's like literally at the end of the rope. And Zhukui's like, well, maybe if you talk to your parents about this, it would be okay. Because in Zhukui's world, if something went wrong, he could talk to his mom. And his mom would go, I get that. It's okay. Whereas Guang is sitting there going, you don't have my dad. And that makes Zhukui feel bad because Zhukui does not have a dad because Zhukui's dad died. But even in that situation, Zhukri is sitting there going, I'm so sorry. I didn't know things were this stressful at your house. I am not trying to, you know, make you more stressed when I'm trying to calm you down. And so I think that was another thing that I really liked about the series is when the one character did something that could have made the other character, like when Guang did something that could have made Zhukri upset, 
instead of getting upset, Jukri sat there and went, I know that this is hard. I know that where you come from, your world is very different than mine, where I feel safe with my folks. You do not feel safe at all with your folks. And you have a reason for that. And at the end of the day, Guang ends up going to the noodle shop because he can't get a hold of Jiqui in that episode after having said that about his dad. And Jiqui's mom is there and she said, did you two get into a fight? Like, you know, it's okay. And he's like, what if I said something that really could have hurt Jiqui? And she said, well, then you talk about it. You say, I am sorry, I did X that could have hurt you. And that you then deal with it because if you don't talk about it, no one's going to know why you did what you did or why you were upset. And then people wonder. And I'm like, you know, that is so true. Because when I was in high school, people thought I was shy. And it wasn't that I was shy. It was that I lived in a situation where I couldn't talk about things because of my family who didn't talk about things. And I'm like, when I got older, I was like, oh, it really is better to communicate that you're having an issue than to sit there and let it fester for like literally years because you feel like saying something could cause trouble when it's like not saying something is way worse than saying something. That's the like most adultish things I've learned. Right now I'm like, it only took me until I was in my thirties. Hey, I'm gonna live to be over 120, so this is it. Figured it out. At least that part. So anyway, but Zhukui and Guang get into a little bit of an argument because of this situation. Guang ends up going to the school where he talks to Zhukui, and Zhukui's like, I'm not mad at you. I wouldn't be mad at you about this situation. And so Zhukui's like, oh, so we get into a fuss, we talk about it, and make up. And he goes, can you come here closer? And he's like, okay. And he's like, so can we get into a fuss again? Because I really like making up with you. <laughs> and Sukri is like, no, I'm very glad that we got this sorted, but I do not want to get into a fuss with you again. <laughs> so anyway, but I'm going to backtrack here because Guang finds out that Jiqui is in a band. And he also finds out that the reason Jiqui likes music is because when he was a child, his father was a musician. And I love the scene where Jiqui and his mom are at one of his dad's concerts when they are in the living room holding up their phones like, oh, we're in a concert because it is a concert. And his dad was a musician. His dad taught him many, many things. I think the thing that I also liked about the show was when the band needs a new song, they actually use one of Jiqui's dad's songs. The music also just another little shout out to the music but the other thing that I really liked about the music is I think it was in the the slow motion song but in that song there's a part where it says basically we don't have to define our relationship at this point we know we care about each other and that's enough now I think that in western dramas not to name any names, but just say in Western dramas, usually when people say this, it's like, I don't want to invest myself in this relationship, so I'm not going to label this. Which is one reason I'm not really into Western rom-coms, because I'm saying they're going, you're not labeling it, but you've lived together for like years. 
So what is this? This is my roommate that I am romantically attached to. I don't know what we call that. <laughs> anyway, I'm like, I don't get that. But what I think is interesting about this series is when they say not labeling it, I think it's because, no offense to Western drama, I'm gonna put it over here to the side. But what I think is interesting about this series and that song in particular is these kids are 18 and 17 years old. They're still figuring out what they want to do with their lives. They're figuring out who they want to be. Oh, that's my reminder. And the thing that, I'm sorry, I'm back from making sure if I had a lesson booking, which I did, but not for another 15 minutes. But when they say, let's not label this love or this care that we have at this point in time, because we don't know where it will go. And by putting pressure on either you or me to figure this out, like right now, that's going to be troubling. It's like I was watching an episode of Call Me Cat with a Friend, which if you haven't seen that series, it's really funny. But anyway, it was season two, the one right before, uh, I don't remember the name of it. But anyway, it's the one where Cat's college friend is desperately trying to get a date. It's like, he doesn't care who, he just wants to be with someone. And so because of that, he's like, I just need a date. And his friends are like, you know, maybe or maybe not. Maybe you need to be in a relationship. Maybe you don't. But at the end of the day, it's not really about whether you're dating someone or whether you're not dating about someone. It's about who you are and who you are to other people. <laughs> but I think my point is, is that sometimes people are in relationships because they care about that person and that person is that person and that's why they're in relationships sometimes people in relationships because they're like well I must be in a relationship with someone and I guess this person will do and I'm not saying that that's not some people's jam I'm just saying that I think it's not very kind to the other party who is really just basically a stopgap for them. And I think in a way, what this about youth is showing is the drama series is that maybe in the series, I mean, I'm, I'm circling ragged here and I'm having trouble speaking because even though English is native language, it's still hard for me sometimes. But anyway, so in about youth, Guang and Ji Kui, they care about each other. They're really good together as friends. They get along swimmingly, but neither of them have ever been in a romantic relationship. And Ji Kui especially is very like, he's, he thinks things out to the nth degree. I mean, like overthinking would be a superpower of his. I totally get that, but it also can be detrimental because he's like, I don't want to tell this person I care about them because if I tell them I care about them it could put pressure on them to care for me and that would be maybe not the best thing for Wong in this situation so anyway you have that on one side and then on the other side you have Wong who's sitting there going I really like this person they're very nice their mom has a nice noodle shop I really like the noodle shop and I really like being at their house because it's very peaceful and everybody gets along well and it's nice but he's also saying they're going I've never cared for anybody before. How is this all going to work? So I think, you know, in this situation, it reminds me of when I was young and I had a friend who was 93 when she passed away. And when I was graduating from high school, she came to my party and she was like, Anna, 
if there's one thing I've learned in life, it is that you don't need to rush things. She said, you know, I retired in my 60s and I had 30 more years at least before I'm going to be gone. She said, you know, everyone's about these are the best years of your life. You need to get out there and do something with it, you know, because if you wait another two years, oh my goodness, you could be, you know, in your mid-20s. And then what would you do? And she's like, if there's one thing that I could tell you about life, it's that you don't need to rush things. And, you know, I think that's the point of With About Youth. It's like the characters are saying they're going, we care about each other. We like each other a lot. Yes, this will probably turn out to be a relationship at some point. Like, Ji Kui is talking to Guang's best friend. And he's like, you know, I really like your friend. But we're just friends right now. Yes, someday. It would be nice if we were something more. But right now, I am happy to just be in his vision and be his friend. And if that's all that I am right now, and that's all that we ever are, I am totally okay with that. And so I think the non-speed of this, and you know, it's kind of funny because Taiwanese dramas, the one thing that people get really exasperated about Taiwanese dramas is the couples in Taiwanese dramas usually take a long time to become a couple. I mean, an excellent example of this would be plus and minus. I mean, Hu Gong like Zheng Jing for literally 10 years before he even said anything and he didn't even mean to say anything and it just happened. So anyway, I'm just saying speed is not something that Taiwanese drama is known for. But it's, um, I will also drop a link in the, in the description of a comedian from Korea who has a joke about the difference between Western drama series and Korean dramas, but I think it also applies to Taiwanese dramas because often they move even slower than the Western dramas. So basically, with the the main the one main romantic character telling me romantic character, we've known each other for ten years. I've given you a kidney. I've cured your cancer. I've saved you from going into the road because you obviously can't read traffic lights. Can I can I hold your hand? Whereas in Western dramas, it's like they meet and then they're living together. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just saying, Taiwanese dramas, nobody moves fast on. So at the end of the day, Ji Kui and Guang are good friends. They also end up, um, Guang finally has the courage to tell his parents, you know, I do try my best, but you have got to lay off. I cannot be your perfect son who does everything the way you did it because I'm not you. And I'm almost 18 years old, and it's okay if I don't get 100% on my English test. The world will keep spinning. If if it doesn't, then maybe we really need to reevaluate what makes the world spin. And so he does talk to his parents. He tells them this. Now, his parents are absolute nincompoops and are like, what did we do wrong? Do, did we did we not listen to our son? When would you ever listen to your son? Because he's tried to tell you this multiple times and you just don't hear him. So anyway, but he does talk to his folks. His folks kind of chill out a little bit. His dad's still very disastrous and his mom's still stupid when it comes to parenting. And I don't say that about people in general, but really, if you watch the show, they're the two characters that you don't want to like. And they have very little redeeming qualities, except... 
they gave birth to Guam and Guam is fabulous. So, you know, that that's makes up for a lot of problems. But anyway, so Guan and Jiqui end up performing at school because Guan was in charge of a group and they needed some musician groups. So he had Jiqui and his band come to play. I'm also going to now backtrack and talk about Guan's friend, the gender fluid character, who ends up with Jiqui's uh, bandmate, who is kind of like his one of his good friends. Jiqui's bandmate ends up, he works in a coffee shop. He just graduated high school. I'm thinking he's probably 19 too, or 19, I think he's probably 19. Jiqui is probably eight. Jiqui is 18, and then Guang and his best friend are 17. So they're all in their late teenagers. So anyway, Jiqui's friend sees that this kid is with an older guy who is causing a lot of trouble and also dating another. He has a girlfriend. And he really tried to humiliate Guang's friend in the cafe. I mean, there's really no other way to do that. So um, Jiqui's friend stands up for Guan's friend and says, you cannot do that here in this cafe and you and your girlfriend are leaving and you're not causing this high schooler any more trouble tonight because this is it. He then gives um, Guan's friend a piece of cake. He makes sure that Guan's friend is kind of taken care of. Um, then as the story progresses, Guan's friend and him kind of hang out more. They also go to like the outdoor markets. Um, they have Lady Grey cakes in Taiwan. I did not know about this, but I'm like, I really hope they open back up soon so I can go try those. Anyway, I'm sorry. Night markets look really fabulous. Even for those of us who are not night owls, I'm going, that looks delicious. So anyway, but Guan's friend starts to basically try to have a rebound relationship with Ji Kui's friend. And Ji Kui's friend kind of panics and backs away. Wan's friend takes this as, this person doesn't want to be with me. They found me not likable in that way. Okay. But what they don't know is that we really don't get a good explanation. But what we kind of get from Ji Kui is that Ji Kui's friend has been in several relationships and he really didn't put as much care into those relationships. So he's kind of panicking with Guan's friend because he doesn't want to hurt Guan's friend the way Guan's friend was just hurt by his boyfriend or their boyfriend. And so you have Guan's friend thinking, oh, this person doesn't like me when really it's the fact that he's scared to death he's going to hurt him in the same way that or hurt them in the same way that they were just hurt by their boyfriend and they don't want to do that to that person so they have this basically back and forth where um Jiqui's friend tries to bring Guanstrin lunch or breakfast he tries to fix his fix their necklace he tries to you know bring them food text them multiple times saying can we please talk about what happened? Because it's not the way you think it happened. I just basically panicked. Can we please talk about this? And Gua and Bond's friend is like, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who's going to be panicky, basically. But anyway, 
Gwen's friend also loves food, so they're like, I really like that this person continually brings me food. This perk to possible relationship. So at the end of the day, Zeke's friend spends the night outside of Guan's friend's apartment trying to make sure that he's there to give Guan's friend breakfast when he wakes up or when they wake up. I'm sorry, I'm not good with pronouns. I do try, but it's hard for me sometimes. So anyway, so Guan's friend ends up eventually dating Zeke's friend and um, they become a interesting couple. I don't think they will ever be hungry because they both like food. So anyway, they're in relationship now. Um, Jiqui and Guang decide. Okay. Anyway, Jiqui's friend and Jiqui and Guang have the performance. Then they're both sitting there, um, just flopped on the tennis court, and um, Guang says. Just so you know, I am not running for school president. He said, I have finally, at 17 years old, made my own decision. I am not doing this because it does not bring me any joy whatsoever. And I have no desire to be school president. And he just laughs and he goes, <sighs> and he looks at, at Zikri and he goes, aren't you happy? Because Zikri is also running for president so that he can get a music scholarship to a college that he wants to go travel abroad to the university to study music. And he's like, Okay, but he's and he says and 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 Guang says and I will make sure that you are elected because basically people like me and I'm going to make sure they know I like you and you are going to be elected and and Jiqui says that's okay but you need to know that the only person I will ever choose is you <laughs> and then they have a nice little romantic moment and um, I think it's funny because. People think of romantic moments as, oh, so romantic. And I think it's kind of funny because Guang is sitting there going, this is kind of funny. And then he goes, this is the first time I've ever had a passionate moment with anyone. And the other kid's like, it's the first time I've had a passionate moment with anyone too. So, and so they basically sit there laughing and having their passionate moment. But I would give this series an absolute 10 out of 10. It is definitely worth watching. You will not want to skip the intro or the extras. That's why I'm calling the exit theme song, because the music is stunning. I will drop links in the description to the music so you can check it out. It is on Vicky Rukatan. The subtitles are great, and it's only about a two-hour long video. It's really worth your time. But that's my review of About Youth, the series. Check it at the round table. Bye. Hi. This is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. 
you can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F, S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R. The last four to verify are 1143. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you.